What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wise Women Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring godly wisdom to your world. It's Wednesday, so you already know what that means. It is time to wise up. Let's talk wise, be wise, so that we can live wise. What's up, everybody? I hope you're having an amazing, awesome, beautiful, fantabulous day. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. If this is your first time tuning into this podcast, thank you so much. My name is Jennifer Bree, and I am your podcast host, bringing godly wisdom to your world. Tuning in, tuning in, tuning in. Thank you. If you're returning, I appreciate you. I want all of you to know that the proceeds from this podcast go to support Pins to Prison Ministries. If you want to see life, hope, salvation, and prayers hitting the prison cells getting inside of inmates hands and more importantly inside their hearts support this podcast you can do so by hitting the link in the description box below or whatever listening platform you're on thank you so much for tuning in i hope that you have enjoyed this series i hope that you are charged to pray i hope that you have learned the difference between prayer and meditation um that was really conversational in tone i wanted to hit your heart so that you make a distinction in your life between prayer and meditation just a snippet on those things that was not included in my last podcast is the fact that prayer gets results meditation is for you that is the distinguishing difference go ahead and check out my last podcast after this one if you haven't it's quick and you will enjoy it today concerning prayer one of the main things that i want to discuss is the fact that many people don't know how to pray Many people think that they know a prayer, but they don't know how to pray. When you study the scriptures, you can see different prayer warriors arise and you can actually read what they prayed to God. Unfortunately, we don't get a manuscript of everyone's prayers. We don't get to hear um, what they said to God. Sometimes we get to hear what God said back to them. But we didn't get to hear the petitions. We didn't, and, and in some cases, we do. When you study the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, um, prayer is mentioned. Prayer is consistent. Prayer is always there in one form or, or another. And as I mentioned um, two podcasts ago, when I was given the charge to pray, I simply wanted you to make connection with God. I simply wanted you to talk to Him. I simply wanted you to open up. Um, one of the things that I am teaching my five-year-old right now and that I also want to teach you guys is a simple formula on how to include the components of prayer. This is pretty much consistent throughout the scriptures. It's pretty much consistent in all of the training and information that I have received concerning prayer. It's basic and it's easy to follow. These are the four components of prayer. Okay, you start prayer with thanksgiving. The Bible says that we are to enter into his gate, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, meaning that we are to always thank him. There's never a time that you go before God. I don't care if you want to go with your worries, your your concerns, your frustrations, your hurts, your brokenness, whatever it is, you always enter with gratitude. One of the things that my apostles always big on is we don't start blasting in tongues. We don't start screaming, shouting, um, nothing until we give God thanks. And we focus on thanking God, thanking him for our life and being grateful, guys. Um, that is one thing that it positions your heart in a different way. So when you do get to those things that are bothering you, that are making you anxious or heavy, you say them and you communicate them totally different than what you would if you're not grateful. 
okay? And I'm not even saying that you have to be grateful for the things that are going on, but I am saying that you have to be grateful so that it positions your heart to receive whatever it is the Lord wants to give to you in the exchange of prayer. Now, I mentioned that there's four components, and I also want to talk about this fifth component that I add um, at the end. And the reason why I'm mentioning it now is because it ties in that gratitude. So you want to thank God. The, the scriptures say, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says, never stop praying, pray without season. The next command is to give thanks always. This is what we are to do for ourselves and for others. Give thanks. Give thanks. It's simple to do as a child. I was taught to count your blessings. So if you say, oh, I don't have anything to be grateful for. Um, I said, thank you, God. That's not enough. No, you need to put your mind in a state of being appreciative of the blessings that the Lord has given you. And this means being intentional. Name some things. I make myself name up to 10 to 27 things that I am grateful for that I simply say thank you before I ever do anything in prayer. And the reason why those numbers are specific is because of a, a prayer strategy the Lord gave me in a time of him giving me instructions simply to thank him. That was my only thing to do in prayer. I wasn't to ask him for anything. I wasn't to tell my business or anybody else's business. I wasn't to intercede. I was simply to thank God. And so sometimes you need to make sure that you are listing and naming the things that you're grateful for, not only for the time of prayer and position in your heart, but when you leave that quiet time and you shift from that, you will walk up and get into your life and into your day to day and realize that you have a lot to be grateful for. You have a lot to be um, appreciative of that you may not have otherwise recognized. And so it shifts your heart. And the reason why the heart is so important is because we have to pray from a place of genuineness, which brings me to the second component. The first thing is to thank God. Thank him for your day. Thank him for your life. Thank him for your finances. Thank him for how much money you made. Thank him that you had a good day. You know, when I started the podcast, I said, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So thank him for those things. The second thing is to to confess and repent. Confess anything that's going on, any anger, any frustration, any hurt, any bitter. Somebody wronged me. Hey, God, I'm wrong. I wronged somebody and I'm trying to make it right. You repent. Get any sin, any iniquity, anything on your conscience, on your mind that's blocking you from receiving everything that God has for you and everything that he needs to get through you out of your way. That is the time to do it. Right after you get done thanking God, go right into that. Some people teach not to do this, and I am against it. The reason why is, is because you want an authentic and open relationship with the Lord, and you do not want anything to block that. So let's bring it into a natural sense. I'm married. I have a husband, right? And if he says to me, this wronged me, this hurt me, this went against me, I need to apologize for that. I don't need to just try to go make things right. Now, a part of the apology is making my actions align with my words. Okay. So that's why I believe that we should repent. We should say, God, I messed up right here and I'm sorry because you don't want to offend the Lord. You don't want to um, hurt his feelings. You don't want to uh, have him or let me say it this way. You don't want to breach in y'all's relationship if you want a real relationship and you really believe that God is real and you really believe that God is sovereign like you want to be in right standing and there's nothing we can do we receive the gift of salvation we receive the gift of righteousness however repentance is really for you 
It's not so much for God. And it will help you to say, okay, I'm absolving this the right way. And I'm also moving forward in my actions. I'm not only repenting with my words, but I'm giving you my word. I'm going to make my, my actions as much as I can in my strength aligned to that. So you want to confess and repent. The Bible says we're confessed to, we are to confess our sins one to another. So not only am I confessing it to God, but I'm being accountable and I'm getting somebody else involved in this so that they can help me stay on the straight and narrow path that I'm after. See, the thing is that people, a lot of people aren't really after that. And, and, and when you want to chase God down, when you want to be powerful, when you want to be dynamic in prayer, when you want to be able to call upon the name of the Lord and see him come to your aid, you want to be in right standing with him. So you want to get everything that's in the way out of the way. So again, the first component, you want to thank God. You want to be grateful. The second component, you want to confess and repent. The third component, which is a lot of people struggle with right here. You want to ask, stop going to prayer, ask, acting like you don't have things that you want from God. And the converse is true too. Stop acting like prayer is only sending God my, my wish list, my want list, and then that's it. No, you don't just want God hand, God's hand in your life. You want God's heart in your life. You want God's mind in your life. You want God's voice in your life. You want God's leading and guidance in your life. And that's more than simply asking. But it begins with asking. Meaning that we're not just asking God for stuff here on earth, for material things. Even though I ask for those things, they're perfectly fine to ask for but we're asking for a deeper thing david said creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me help me to be transformed by the renewing of your mind that, that that i may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god because don't you know when you transform those things when you ask god to help you with those things then you can begin to see the power of god working in your life and you can receive the things that are spiritual two things come to mind Solomon, he was the wisest man to ever live. He asked God for wisdom. With his wisdom came great wealth. So you don't have to worry about God forgetting that you want the Range Rover or God forgetting that you need the scholarship or God forgetting because God doesn't forget, first of all. He has no need of memory, second. And then third, he has everything that you want. The Bible says that was an Old Testament example. Here's a New Testament example. The Bible says, seek first his kingdom and all of these things will be added. What are all these things? Well, what are the desires of your heart? So in this component of asking, let's make sure that we are not only asking for material things. Let's ask for the conditions of our soul. Let's ask about other things and not just asking to receive something, but let's ask the bigger questions in life. God, how can I be used to transform my generation? God, how can I be used to end world hunger? God, how can I be a conduit to bring finances in this area of poverty? God, how can I be a conduit to bring academics and education and excellence in this area? And you know, whatever the pant of your heart is let's make sure that we are continuing to ask that we're opening our spirit so God can download into us what he needs for us to have to get those things done in the earth because again it's about his kingdom so first I said we're thanking God then we're confessing and repenting third we're asking the fourth component praise God you have to praise God you have to thank him like it's already done so remember we started the prayer with thanking God we thanked him for the things that are already in our lives, that are already present, manifested blessings. We went through the prayer of faith. We confessed and got anything and everything out of the way off of our mind. We're clear and we are in right standing with God. Then we're asking. We are hitting the petition board. The Bible says, make known your petitions before the throne of grace. Some of y'all are taking your prayers to the cross and Jesus is not there anymore. 
He has already bore the cross. He's defeated death, hell, and the grave. You need to be in the throne room. So you need to go boldly. You need to go with clarity. You need to go as being in Christ, not behind him, not at the cross, not walking. You need to be in the throne room with God because that is where legislation and authority and power come from and access is to the things that you want and you truly desire. That is where you need to be. So you have to praise God. And in this component, we're praising God, believing that everything that we ask about, everything that we confess and repented is handled, is settled, it's done, it's for us, it's with us, that there is no issue, there is no backbiting, there is no ifs for believers. We are walking in the power that prayer has afforded us and we receive the petition. The Bible says very plainly in Luke, when you pray, believe that you have received and you will have it. I have learned and been in many prayer circles and in many, many, many types of prayer meetings and prayer groups and this and that. And I have listened to people shouting a lot of words that I can look at them and see that they don't believe. They can sound good. They can loop scriptures together. They, they are articulate. Um, and sometimes they are not. Sometimes they're doing a lot of spitting um, and a lot of sound, right? But I can see that there is no faith behind anything they're saying. And there's also no fruit in their life to back it up. Now, when you're praising God, you have to receive that thing in your mind. You have to thank him. You have to worship and really get into a place of the same way in the same mentality in a place of complete reception and complete, um, I almost want to say having of the matter. Think about you design being 16 and one a car. You got this dream car. And you mention it to your parents, you lay out the plan that you want to get it, you go get a job, you tell them, you know, hey, I don't need help, I'm going to do this thing. And then on your 16th birthday, boom, there's the car. Imagine that 16 year old running up to their parents, embracing them in a hug, excited, jumping up and down, checking out the car, maybe even crying, calling all of their friends if their friends aren't already like imagine that moment. That is how you should exit prayer. You should exit on a high note. You should exit knowing that God has you and knowing that you're already going to get the thing, no matter if God gives you the strategy or he gives you the direct blessing or he connects you with the person who can give you the blessing, no matter how God has to do it or has aligned it and orchestrated for it to be done you have to trust that he's going to do what he said he's going to do and he will there's no there's no doubt about that there is no worry as long as you are in god's will which i believe that you are he has you so the fifth kind of silent component this is something that i do again this is something that i do but it's effective I don't just get up and go about my day after I get done moving through the components of prayer. I don't just run away. Um, I sit and I quiet myself because a lot of people say that they struggle with hearing God. And this is where I hear God is at the end of the prayer. I, I silence myself. I get my notepad out. It's called a listening log. And I, and I get my listening log and I'm sitting there. I date it. And I listen for anything, any instructions, any directions, any orders, any commands, um, anything that I need to receive, any visions, any dreams, any images that come to my mind. I am paying attention in the realm of the spirit and I am allowing God to share with me anything that he wants to share, anything that he wants to share. This is important because. Prayer is a form of communication. And if you know anything about communication, you know that it must be an exchange, right? It's not just us resounding to God or resounding in the heavenlies and warring in the spirit and that's it. 
No, you can also receive spiritually. You can receive insight and intel. You can receive information. You can receive downloads. Whatever it is that you are seeking, listen for the answer. Listen. Sometimes I've, I've gone through seasons of prayer where I've had to just sit and listen before God. Um, not that the other components weren't important, but you have to listen. It's a silent season. And in that particular point of prayer, this is where a lot of people get confused with meditation because they think that they just sit and quieting their mind. Again, that's internal. No, you are listening for your Lord to Lord your life. A lot of people receive God as Jesus and savior, but Lord means that he has rulership over you. And you are allowing you are allowing him place to give rule rulership and reign in your life in whatever area in whatever way. Give God that space. So just as a recap, four components of prayer: thanking God, confessing and repenting, asking Him and praising Him, and then my personal component, the listening, the listening aspect. I hope that this helped you. I hope that you will then take these components and incorporate them into your prayer time. I hope that you see tremendous dividends of the Lord doing exceeding abundantly above all that he can act that you can ask or think according to the power that's at work in you person (laughs) man woman boy girl child the power that's at work in you that's what God blesses us according to the exceeding and abundant that is so I love you all thank you so much tune in next time until next time though peace love and hair grease